me all that stuff, Jason. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, but did you press record while we did that? No. No. Well, shit. So you never ju- know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was gonna. I told Will about the secret of the universe. Anyways, Will. So it's, it's just an endless black hole. Is what it is. Sea of despair. Uh, the the pits of humanity. But when everything is, you know, disjointed and discombobulated, all you can do is pick up the bits and pieces, which is exactly what we're going to do today. Welcome right. to a new edition of the Bits and Pieces. How discombobulated is this topic? Because today, this time, it's uh, Jason leading the discussion. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's actually trying to detach yourself, funny or not, is the, the kind of the topic of discussion. So, well... Uh, you know there has is this is like a, mm-hmm. a a red pill a red pill blue pill situation detached from detached from what so what are we detaching from reality from the simulation Jason you were talking about you know the meaning of life and all that well the simulation of uh the two D plane I guess of anime then yeah I guess this is to to do with that uh, this better not be no fucking like anime production shit no it's not <laughs> okay good because right. we actually do have something about yeah, that yeah yeah I was gonna say but I but I, what I want to talk about will is recently has come to my attention more i mean it, i mean we get these kind of random ideas and that's how bits and pieces kind of you know birthed out of existence right it was like we couldn't fit it into an ep or an ad yeah so and that, bits and pieces was it's like more carefree yeah. more like fireside chat right shower thoughts those shower thoughts things. and i did get this in the shower believe it or not so i'm not lying are we having our first ever shower thoughts episode N- no no <laughs> I mean, we're not in the shower, Will. These mics are not waterproof. We should totally do an episode where we record while we're in an onsen. It's funny you say that, Will, because... Uh, That's the topic of today's no, discussion. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, but we could do it in a bathtub, I guess, right? It had to be a pretty big bathtub. I'm a pretty big guy. I mean, we're both pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, well, we're plus size models, we are. But anime is also pretty big, right, Will? Very big. So... Uh, Look, this is going to sound really dumb for me to say, but I'm just going to say it. anime has existed for quite a while. Yep. Ever what? since um, Cowboy Bebop released, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is that is the first thing that of animation that has ever existed. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Astro Boy who? What? <laughs> Dor- Dororo what? Oh, man. I actually really want to see if I can get a copy of like the original Dororo. That'd be pretty cool to watch. Okay. Um, so one of the things... Okay, I'm just going to say the topic first. So then you can kind of collect your thoughts because this is a spur of the moment for you. you it, I mean, it, I, yeah, sure. Go it is it. how pedigree slash legacy slash hype can affect your enjoyment or consumption of said manga, anime, whatever. We are finally going to be talking about this. Okay. Right. Yep. Let's go. Lay it on me. So it, it kind of so the the, the 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 thought that was in my mind was things like Steins Gate. That's actually the, the antithesis like the actually the epicenter of how this thought I mean, this is not a very revolutionary thought of how consumption can be affected by external factors. But that the the reason why is because uh, I was I was talking to my uh younger sister, uh congrats by the way, on the engagement uh Younger, I was about to say the name. Younger sister, okay. Um, Imoto-san, okay. 
Um, a lot of achievements for her, right? Finished her MBA, got a brand smacking new job, got a brand smacking new keyboard for her brother for her birthday. Uh, she hasn't received it yet oh, because right. she's not. She uh, she's she said she's coming back to get it, but she has yet to come and get it. So right. she's in the states. But okay, she was saying how she and her now fiance were were watching Steinsgate and was bored as like to hell by it in terms of the first half yep and i was like first half like can you tell me like which episode is it when you mean by first half because it was like two curves right is it like episode like 12 or whatever or uh, like the and and then she couldn't really give me an answer and i'm not like trying to grill her on it it was just kind of like gauge like roughly where she stopped and she she felt kind of dismayed because i then told her the kind of common uh perception is that yeah a lot of people, and I think even Will, you attest to this, is that the first half is generally kind of hard to go through, but then it all is makes it mandatory viewing for the second half, and that's where all the meat and potatoes are, right? Yep. And that's what makes it one of the best animes of all time. Obviously, I can't attest to that because I didn't watch that fart as well. Uh, another one that is in a similar vein was... Clanad and Clanad After Story is another one of those very common where like After Story is one of the best. And my sister watched both and she loved no no. She watched After Story without watching Clanad, loved Clanad to bits, and thinks it's one of the greatest things ever created. Mm-hmm. And then read the Wikipedia entries for Clanad to get context. But in these both of these cases, it was external factors, one, that gave her a positive perception or, like, a more, I guess, typical perception of Clan Ad After Story mm. and the fact that she watched it, greatest of all time, versus Steinsgate, where it was still considered by many the greatest of all time, but then she couldn't stand it. And that kind of difference... Is like, why should it be like affected by external factors? Should it be affected by external factors? And is it wrong to feel the way that she felt or how I feel about a certain show? I think basically the way that the world works is that you you're either on one side of the fence or the other. You either are with the crowd in terms of loving something, and then you're seen as just someone that's bandwagoning on like a, a hype train, or you're just, you know what, I don't really care about this. I don't want to, you know, be like, I don't want to like, devote time to this, and then you're just branded as a hater. You're just branded as someone who just wants to be like a hippie and like on the outside, it's, like not really giving shit about things. I think in the sense of when it comes to talking about hype shows or shows that carry a very a, a certain degree of pedigree. The thing that usually holds me back from watching something is well the main thing be being lazy, right? But two, not necessarily wanting to watch something that is like in like the midst of its crazy hype train not to say that like i just want to be different and just you know only watch stuff that no one cares about because i don't only just watch obscure shit right i do watch a lot of like the super popular anime series that have come out and and a lot of those probably you consider them in very high regard right yeah like but at the same time it's also like i watch a lot of these things 
way after they came out. I did that with One Punch Man. I did that with Attack on Titan, uh, Demon Slayer. I did that as well. I didn't watch that at launch. But then there are also awesome series that I did watch at launch, like JJK, like fucking Chainsaw Man. So yeah, like there's going to be things that. Well, actually, no. I lied about Chainsaw Man because I already read the manga. So I was already on the hype train way before the anime came out. Yeah, we were already, like, yeah. touting about, like, how we awesome it is. We had left the station already. We were already at our destination by the time people started watching Chainsaw Man. Yeah, and, and the thing of, okay, Jason, hype, pedigree, legacy, why is it, like, anime and manga is especially pertinent, right? Uh, the first thing is because, well, it, this is the good... Uh, the GAP. And so I would say thing. as well, it's like these kinds of attitudes I have to like anime, I also kind of carry with live action or other mediums as well. Yeah. And of course, you can follow a TV show week by week. But nowadays, with binge culture and everything releasing as almost pretty much in one go, anime, for the most part, simulcast, simulpub is such a big deal. Right, you don't have to uh, adhere to it in a sense of oh, I'll just wait till the next volume comes out rather than follow it chapter by chapter, right? Or oh, I can wait three weeks for the free webtoon version rather than pay coins or whatever currency to to read onwards, right? But if we if we just go by the standard weekly weekly release, yeah, that is a journey that I think that not just for anime fans but for fans of any medium. It's a journey. Yeah, it's, it's a collective experience. And it's a habit, right? Of course, you could say that I'm not in the zeitgeist, in the hype train, on the bandwagon, whatever. And there is value to that. And there's also value to not give in to that and wait for everything to be released and then, I guess, binge it all in one go. There are so many shows where Will and I, we watch it. And if we are like, wow, if this came out week by week, we would probably lose our shit and just like, just like, want like and just like lose our minds because we want to know what happens next right let's give an example right did you watch haiku like weekly or did you binge it uh i watched the first three seasons binged because that was all that was available at that point yeah and then haiku to the top i watched week by week yeah would you say your experience differed from watching it either way yes uh, I think especially with season three. Season three because it was, I think, ten episodes. Yeah, it was very short. Because it, it was just one, one match. tournament. Yeah. One tournament. One match or one tournament? It was the finals. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 like, basically. And it was fucking amazing, too. And imagine watching it not week by week. It would have been agonizing. And to the top to, for yourself, was agonizing. Yeah. For yourself, right? As a solo experience, you'd be like, fuck, I just want to know what's going on. But it's that anguish you can also share with your friends and your you know, your your, your fellow weebs as yeah. you're going on that journey. So maybe it helps lessen the pain. But at the same time... I mean, that sentiment you know, of I have to wait seven days to watch it, like, everyone Everybody experiences Everybody waits that. one week just to watch 25 minutes of an anime. It's just like, bruh, like, it, it's a long wait for something. And I totally get that. That's why, like... If it was for me to either watch something weekly or to binge it, I'm more leaning towards the binge side. But I also see the merits of waiting for stuff to come out on the weekly basis. I also like weekly releases in that because I love anime and manga to such a fervorish degree, 
I would then try to pursue other animes that if it was all in a binge culture, I wouldn't navigate or gravitate towards, right? Things like, and let's talk about seasonals. I would maybe watch another seasonal that uh, I would use at my anime list as a barometer, which also is like an external factor, right? Of, okay, that's kind of like not an eight show, but it's like a high sevens. Maybe I should check it out. And then I ended up adding it to my rotation. Yeah. Or whereas if it's binge culture, it would be more like, oh, there. And since the anticipation is gone, I just finish it all. I get over exhausted, and I just don't consume that much anime of different types. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's just you know a product of our times, right? In terms of like our viewing habits of anime compared to how they were ten years ago. When binge culture wasn't as prevalent, when you did not have as many sort of like forum boards or websites for you to be able to share and discuss your thoughts on things, maybe not ten years. Ten years ago, the internet was still very much a thing. Maybe maybe like twenty years ago, like right. further back, right? So, for example, like when you talk about um, cyberpunk, right? Edge Runner, Fuck, yeah, Edge yeah, Runner. yeah, yeah, fucking amazing show. Mm-hmm. People fucking loved it. Nobody talks about it now because everybody binged it in like a week. I mean, yeah, that is the minus side of the negative aspect of binge culture is that once everyone is finished with the meal because they don't have to wait week by week it causes not only a disparity between how much have you consumed up to this point or whatnot but then the because of the finish line is very much set already everyone can in principle finish it and then end of story yeah and i think in terms of like watching anime back then versus now like it was more sort of like you know, when you watch on a weekly basis and you maybe have discussions with your friends and peers about what you thought about so-and-so series or that anime series. And if you liked it, great. Maybe you can find companionship through other people who also like it too. But at the most part, for the most part, your your thoughts on an anime were your own thoughts and there wasn't as much reference outside of maybe some IMDb ratings or whatever was on Mal. But nowadays because of how many people are online, I think what it's birthed over the last 10 years are two sets of people. The majority of people are always in the middle. Yeah, it's always, right? yeah. There's one side, which is the trolls, which just basically shitpost and just do nothing but provide carbon dioxide into any forum board, just do nothing productive and just shit on something just because they think it's fun or funny. On the other side of the extreme you have the shills where they just do nothing but praise the shit out of something, even though for the most part, people just think that it is God awful. Like for example, with SAO, the fact that the ratings are so low in comparison to its popularity. Yeah. And that can affect as, as you said, in this case, popularity versus uh, let's call it a claim. So critical acclaim versus uh, the people's choice. The people's choice, right? Um, That kind of dichotomy is an external factor that is independent of the actual show, right? Like, technically speaking, you could eliminate all that noise, good or bad, and the show will still be the show. So that, that factor influencing your consumption is extremely obvious to all of us, right? And you would say in Will, in a, hypothetically, you try to not be as uh, hung up on hype, right? I mean, obviously, sometimes you give in. Sometimes 
you really don't care. But m- more often than not, you try your best to not have it be a factor that will affect you. Obviously, the podcast also affects yeah. it. But a it's also way, for right? sure. It's like I mean, for sure, I I definitely rag on you for like not watching certain shows. You do the same for me as well. Yeah. But for the most part, like we just do it because I know you, you know me, and therefore it's like we can kind of banter on that because I know what your tastes are and I try and push you out of that zone and you do the same for me too. That's fine. But then there are also times when it's like not just friends but people that I know when they start saying, oh, this show's fucking great. It's amazing. Like I'm talking about the time when people couldn't stop talking about Stranger Things or couldn't stop talking about Game of Thrones or any of the new shit that comes out on like Amazon Prime or whatnot. For me, I'm just like, one, I'm not that interested in those things. Like, I don't like Star Wars, so I don't really give a fuck about little baby Boba, like little baby Yoda in like the Mandalorian. So I didn't give a shit about that. But at the same time, it also doesn't help when I already am not that interested in something, but I'll get around to it when I have my own time. And there are people breathing down my neck telling me, "Bro, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you watching this? The Game of Thrones is the best thing." So in other words, the fandom, right? Good or bad? Yeah, yeah, because because both sides, right? If you really, really love something great but just as much as a troll can really deter you from watching something someone who's overly excited about something and can't stop pushing something on you also does the same adverse effect on you i would say i would nitpick what you just said but i would explain why i would say in terms of fervor right fandom there is ones that would shill and then the ones that just uh are toxic in that I don't care how well it yeah. performs, yeah. how well it, the actual product is because it is SAO or whatever. I'm just going to say it's a 1 out of 10. And actually, it's not a 1 out of 10. It's probably like a 5 or a 6 out of 10. But I'm just going to review Bomb it because fuck you. Sometimes it might not even be I hate SAO. It might right. just be I hate Kirito. Or so I hate Isekais, I hate, yeah. right? I hate Lone Wolf Men or I hate Romance. You know, there's so many reasons. Some of them way less like justified than others but and some just okay yeah no that's cool that's your opinion that's completely fair yeah Yeah. but trolls i would say fit in this other dichotomy of spoiling people's fun which goes into spoilers versus being have essentially a media blackout we have friends and we i least uh, attribute to it where if there's a certain thing like for example elden ring is a, a game that has already been released for eons now but I don't know and will avoid any YouTube videos or anything about Elden Ring, despite many of my friends loving it to death, it receiving Game of the Year awards, and I've pretty much played every single Souls game in existence. I still haven't touched Elden Ring yet, but I still have a media blackout because I don't want to corrupt how I feel as much as I can. I can't mitigate all of it. But because there may be one day when you finally blow off the dust off your PC or your PS5 and just be like, yeah, I think it's time to play Elden Ring. Why not give it a shot? It, it, well, it's going to be soon regardless, but it is going to not be right now or it wasn't then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I had to make it a stance to try to avoid spoiling my consumption of it by not being spoiled, but because at the at the end of the day, something that's so acclaimed and you you know you're not watching it at the time, if you then just end up like Wikipediaing it. You end up sullying like in your mind the reputation of the series because so many people loved it. There must be something that's good about it, but then you go ahead and you shortcut the whole experience, and then it just makes you feel like, well, I guess there was nothing 
much for me to enjoy in the first place. Yeah, and people's sensitivity to spoilers is something that I deeply admire and respect as much as I can, right? Sometimes I troll people in a sense of like, I say it's a spoiler, but it's not really. But I guess if you're being super nitpicky about it, it is technically a spoiler. So I just felt the need to kind of be cheeky about it. But I would say between Will and I, I'm the one that says, isn't that kind of a spoiler, Will? And you're okay. being like, ah, so, whatever. So there was this prank that I saw quite a while ago. So it's, it's a it's it's a YouTuber group, a streamer group called Offline TV. It's like, oh, yeah, I love star. them. Yeah. Yeah. So a while ago, they did a video where they pranked one of their members um, by spoiling the ending to season two or season three of Attack on Titan. But what they Wait, actually, who, who was spoiling who? Uh, the the house was spoiling Fed, who no longer exists there because he did some uh, yeah, naughty, let, stu- yeah, he did some naughty stuff. Yeah, um, but they spoiled him um, by basically saying what happens by basically watching Sao and uh, no, oh, watching Attack on Titan. Oh, by the way, l- let's not try to actually spoil anything. Yeah, uh, in this whole by, by basically basically they do they have like a, a watch group. They're watching an episode, uh, the latest episode of. Uh, uh, Attack on Titan. Um, they watched it as a rerun because he hadn't watched it yet. And then they basically started like forcing him to watch more when they start spoiling the rest of SAO, uh, rest of Attack on Titan. Now, I get that's a prank. Except that that was a prank because what they made up was not real. They basically created their own ending. But the 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 shock and the and feeling the despair. of despair yeah, yeah I don't like that like that's a, such a shitty thing I get it's a prank right I but get he it. also did it to someone who deserved it because he kept on pranking people in the first place right yeah. so it is kind of like shine Freud right S- like sweet retribution yeah, yeah and also if you know IRL history there with Fed there was a reason and yeah like but for, for for me I've I've said many times I don't care too much about spoilers. I did. I said that boot. Oh, I'm really showing how Canadian I am. I don't. I don't care too much about it, like spoilers. But when there are certain series that I do give a fuck, and you do spoil it for me, ooh. Wait. So if rain, I, rain, rain, like fiery hell on. So you. are you gonna spoil me now? And that if I were to like cut you accidentally, you will bleed maple syrup. I'm not that Canadian. Oh, bro. Okay. I've never played ice hockey. In Wait. My if life. I say moose, what would you say? You, uh, you also don't apologize a lot. So, no. Yeah. Fuck that, no. Like you're quite shameless in terms of not apologizing. It was really funny, actually. When I was in Canada, I actually bumped into somebody. Like, for me, I actually, like, not not intentionally, but like, I was walking, and I bumped into somebody, and that person apologized to me. Yeah. I was the one that pushed them, and they apologized. Oh, sorry. It's like, oh, wow. I well, it was very I... Japanese, like, sumimasen, you know, that kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Okay, but going back, to spoilers this also came about when i had to explain why oshinoko is really good and then when they were i was like okay um so just watch the first episode right jason i'm like what's so good about the first episode no 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 no, yeah but yeah but i just want to let you know the first episode is not 25 minutes it's 90 minutes it's like okay then okay wow 90 minutes for one episode? So what's it about, actually? And I'm just like, like, it's, it's, it's about idols? I'm like, yeah, I can tell from, like, the poster. But, like, what's it about? It's it's uh, it's done by Doga Kobo. No Who shit. is Doga Kobo? Yeah. They didn't even know that. I'm just like, okay. Um, uh, I, 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 and I just couldn't explain it. I just said, like, and, I, and he, this friend wasn't a friend where I could use... 
the reasoning of just trust me, bro. We have we have a good amount of friends where if we say trust me, bro, and you're we like, really serious yeah. and mean it, because we don't cash it and we don't say that like frivolously, right? That's how it was for me when like you know the game Inscription, that card game. Yeah, Steam? yeah. So basically, I was the same thing. I asked our friend group, hey, like, what do you guys think about Inscription? I'm in lockdown. Even I would say that. Yeah, and everyone's just like, play the game. Don't read up anything on it. Don't ask anything about what the game's about. Just play it and you'll love it. Yeah, I was like, sure, okay. Because I trust these people. But when it's like I'm meeting someone for the first time and they've never watched any anime and they're like, so um, what's Attack on Titan all about? I cannot explain a single thing to them that would make them want to watch Attack on Titan because it would spoil their experience. And then obviously you get online trolls that would spoil the heck out of people. And obviously there's a lot of like forum mod moderators and, and to stuff. be fair like these are like more extreme cases of trolling yeah right? like the legitimate like you are just being an asshole troll yeah and because you're anonymous there's not a lot of ramifications oh you get banned big deal i'll, I'll open another account yeah. or whatever right I'll, or i'll just post it in the forum you know <laughs> and let me preface this by saying anime news network overall i kind of like you guys we use you a lot but please stop spoiling us but you need to be put on blast you did back then when we put you on blast, but you're going to be put on blast again because we're on this topic. For your banner image of your news stories or whatnot, please do not use an image that would, for any other circumstance, spoil anything of significance, even within that episode. It's not just the banner. Their opening description is exactly what it is. But whenever you look at it from like the front page of uh, Anime News Network... It's right there. Right. You can see it. Right. So it's not even I could see the word spoilers and then it would tell me the spoilers or spoilers for this episode. I think that's fair game if as, if you make it very prominent, right? Yeah. I'm saying like if I'm even scrolling through your news feed or your episode review and that's the image that I see. So of all the images of that series or that episode that you could have picked actually should be that episode, right? Because they do yeah. episode by episode. And you chose that? Like... Episode 5 review of the latest season of My Hero Academia. You can't believe what new power Deku just got. I was like, well, what the fuck? I didn't need to know. By the way, that's not a spoiler. That doesn't happen at all. I have to preface that. But if you saw that, you'd just be like, dude, like I'm still on episode 2. What the fuck? Actually, that is kind of okay. I mean, that's not good at all. It's still not okay. But that it's yeah. still not okay. But that to me is like, well, technically you don't know what power. Okay, you're spoiled at he got up in this hypothetical, again, hypothetical situation. He gets a power, but he doesn't know. You don't know what power that is, right? So it's like a half spoiler, right? But I'm talking about like the there was a huge cliffhanger or reveal the episode before, and the image that you show is like, or or or, or you know, for argument's sake, so and so character you thought you know the stereotypical thing they you thought they died, and then all of a sudden you see an image where yeah. the character is clearly there. And there was some indication that it is not a flashback or something. So then you're like, oh, great. The fuck? But I think relating this back to, like, what you brought up as the topic for this discussion. Exactly. Yeah, sure. I think, like, it's it's definitely a balancing act in terms of maintaining hype and eyes on your product. Especially if you are a producer, you're an advertiser, you're in marketing. So whenever you have, like new seasons coming up and then they have trailers or previews or you know the concept art oh hold on to your butts because that's another topic of discussion like those things when they when they come up it's like 
how much of my product can I show now that would be able to entice people, but at the same time, not give away the secret sauce? Exactly. Because going off of what you just said about promotional material, PV or trailers or uh, even voice cast announcements. Press releases. Press yeah. releases. Even plot summaries on my anime list or plot summaries in terms of official plot synopsis released by the animation studio, the creators, everything, right? Like... What can you do as a creator? Because you're kind of stuck, right? You you need to give something out there. But the moment you do, you can't take it back. I mean, how many times have we seen like people try to uh, See, tweet that- something and then they delete it almost instantaneously, but somehow someone got an image and then circulates it everywhere? Or the other thing that people do, specifically studios, they release B-roll. So, like, for example, in Avengers Endgame, where they released a certain scene in the trailer, and it was, like, the massive, like, coming together of, like, um, all the, the Marvel superheroes. Oh, spoilers. Oh. That's, it, was in the tra- that- it was in the trailer, right? Because that's not a spoiler. It's a trailer. So then they have everyone. So, like, like, Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, everything, right? Except it never happens in the movie. Or it would have happened, but it got cut. Yeah. You know, there are so many other of these factors, right? And then people feel betrayed or, hey, that trailer was in the trailer. Sorry, that footage was in the trailer. I didn't want to know that. What the fuck? You know, there's all these, like, different spectrums of backlash or acceptance or sometimes, oh, cool. I didn't know that movie is coming out. Let's let's, let's let's watch it. Let's talk about games, right? When people do, like, for example, like any like, like an E3 or like an Xbox conference or whatnot and then they start showing gameplay game footage live on screen except that that's actually just a beta test or that was never actually in the game so and but here here's the thing I'm less angry about those because usually- they're working with time restraints they yeah. have to show something and usually that demo is more of like either the game mechanics or anything and generally almost universally they generally don't do plot because a you can't do yeah. it within that short period of time the, the, and they the, don't want to yeah. ruin their sauce the thing that really pissed me off actually specifically was when they did a uh, a, a showcase of uh the engine that they were using to power um kingdom hearts 3 and they showed a specific scene a specific fight that happens quote unquote in the game Except I played the game it uses the game engine right it's just not in the game yeah so that's kind of egregious because with Kingdom Hearts, I'm guessing, again, I don't know what it is, and please oh, don't uh, say Kingdom it. Kingdom Hearts 3 sucks, by the way, yes. Oh, okay, my sister did play it. Yeah, she says it sucks as well. But it's kind of like, oh, there's this Disney character that is supposed to be like implied because it's in the trailer or in the gameplay footage, except it is not in the final cut because I guess either it couldn't be developed in time or there could be a very legitimate reason, but it's not in the game, period. Or right? it's just sh- shoddy marketing, you know? It, it, it could be a, a plethora of things. Yeah. But the thing about spoilers is, okay, you can't have... You can't accommodate everyone. So just do the best that you can with what you got and be cognizant or just release something such that it could get a balance, right? I mean, how many times, you know, whenever we finish a recording, you're like, okay, let's see what anime trailers are out now. We watch something and you're like, whoa, this is fucking sick. And then when it actually shows wow, it's actually kind of disappointing. Or, what the fuck is this bullshit? I don't understand what's going on. And when right. you watch it, oh, this is pretty sick. Like, 
undead girl murder farce. Right. Like, was fucking great. How. I understand some trailers, they make it all artsy and whatnot, right? And to me... Or they do, like, character previews and whatnot. And to me, there is a huge difference, or even though it may not seem apparent to many, that there's a difference between a teaser and there's a difference between a trailer. I think in the very, very early days of when the word teaser was used in terms of a promotional material, that they couldn't really... Everyone didn't really, even me, didn't really understand the difference... Then nowadays, teasers are usually shorter and are more of like something to make you be aware of it. Whereas the trailer and, you know, with video games, the launch trailer is another big milestone because that's the launch. Yeah. That means like, oh, yeah. the game is coming out. Yeah, Japan does like a very, very like intricate level of marketing when it comes to releasing something. So they'll have like PVs, like promotional videos. They'll yep. have like character reveals. They'll have teasers. They might have ads. They might have like music videos. They may have like games that go along with their shit. I mean, when you're there's a genre or a tag called mixed media as a source, and you have to watch a whole damn season of anime before you realize it's just a massive ad for one of their games. I'm talking to you, Tacked Up Destiny. I mean, yeah, you could say like Marvel or DC. There's like the comic books. There are like video games. There are card games, and everything is all intertwined. I get that, but within the realm of anime and manga, it's like I would say they even do it even more intricately and yeah. even earlier. Yeah, they they definitely because it's like twelve months prior. Oh, uh, this is greenlit. Six months prior. Okay, we've announced the studio. Three months prior, this is the cast list, and then one or like one or two months prior, here's a teaser, here's a PV, here's a character reveal, and then they start airing it. It's it's a it's it's a whole lot of shit. I think like this is not to like knock back on like live actions because some live actions do do that. They do we are biased, reveals. but yeah, we. And, and, but also like, because this is an anime podcast. Yeah, right? damn straight. <laughs> right, we're not, we're not we're not talking about live action shit. Um, so like, it's understandable that with anime studios, in order to be able to get eyes glued to the screen on their product, they have to be able to show something to people. But be careful not to give everything up like, in one go. Because, yeah, but going with know? like the teaser, for example, right? Which is usually short and sweet and it's kind of like catches your attention. What can you do in that scenario when your teaser is somewhat by design? You're not really supposed to reveal too much, but you can't reveal in enough that like you got my attention right well How- you do it the chainsaw man way you literally do a teaser that showcases the most hype scene in all of the series <laughs> in motion comics yeah. which is kind of like another thing that anime and manga kind of do on a regular basis which is kind of like i don't know how to feel about that but or the announcement trailer i mean which had atelier the announcement trailer which is I think, to my knowledge, almost only all that we've got, minus maybe another one or two, like, PVs, is just, like, like super cuts of the manga panels in high definition and, like, anime cutting. Yeah. There's, like, there's, also, there's also, yeah, it's like, they'll say, oh, this anime is going to release on this date, syndicating on these channels. Bye-bye. There's also instances of a really fucking great trailer that gets you hype. For example, Uzumaki. The latest trailer that came out was fucking sick. Did you see it? Except that it took them three fucking years of empty promises and false hopes 
And now we're finally here that the hype train, I unfortunately have to say on my end, is pretty much still at the station. Well, yeah, because there's still no release date. Yeah. They didn't announce a release date yet. It the looks, footage looks, it looks amazing. It looks so good. It looks very but, much. But they also released a concept video three years ago, and that looked really, really sick. Oh, we are, I, That's a lie, because we also saw the apology video. At least I did. Yeah. And that's the and this is like the whole like the the pedigree the, the pedigree of like a series of a creation and whatnot like with with all these failed attempts and all these delays of getting Uzumaki out the door does it in any way sully the reputation of Uzumaki itself or the creator yes and no it doesn't for uh, for me and probably not for you but the issue with anime in many ways, a lot of people tend to forget is anime at its core, at its foundational level, is a promotion for the manga, light novel, or merchandise, or if it's a toy or Gundam. Well, don't forget that Uzumaki already had a live action. A really good one, too. I yeah. love it. So then it's like... What what what's going on? The, the manga came out back in the, the late nineties. There was a live action that came out shortly afterwards, and now twenty years on, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, why is there a Gun Gale season two announcement when Gun Gale season one was ages ago? And you're not, it's not like enough time such that it's like a revival. But I guess Bleach, I guess why not? I mean, look at how well, well it's, it's doing also, now. It's also Gun Gale online. Oh, but it's Gun Gale, but it's also SAO. Yeah, it's right. Also SAO. You know? I mean, how many times have we talked about things like? I mean, what was the? Oh, and also the fact, like, think about. I mean, I'm not sure how it was at the time, but Innocence that came out after Ghost in the Shell, <sighs> right? Do you think that Innocence came out riding off on the hype of Gits? A hundred percent, right? And how much it sucked afterwards? It was terrible, right? So it's it looked pretty, but it uh, it was a terrible movie. Okay. Honestly, it wasn't that bad, but like if you're comparing it's extremely it to Gits, pretentious. If you're, yeah, if you're if you're comparing it to Git standard, and it's like at least Gits was like, yeah, there was a lot of pretentious philosophy in there, but it made sense, and they articulated it really really well this one was just regurgitation of shit that like you do not need to be told over and over and over again gets is cool gets <laughs> innocence is just a c you hear that boys and girls ghost in the shell is cool it's Jason radical <laughs> bruh okay but let's take another example zom 100 the live action and the anime adaptation is happening pretty much simultaneously. Well, pretty close, at least, They right? released the live action, like, three weeks... Oh, they announced it, and then they now it's on Netflix, like, three weeks after Zone 100, the animation yeah. came out. That is such a crazy thing, where it's literally, like, an oversaturation and over, like, stimulation of the property. Like, you get why they're doing it in the sense that they're trying to capture two different audiences one that love anime and one that loves like live action but when you're releasing it at the same time it kind of feels like you're cannibalizing right. your viewer count like if i were to tell you hey uh, okay by the way what i'm about to say is not happening as of recording is oh alice in borderlands due to the hype and performance of the live action we are doing Technically, it's a remake because there's like an OVA somewhere or an ONA somewhere. Yeah. But oh, we're doing a a, a full on like like 
anime adaptation of uh, Alice in Borderlands, right? But at the same time, we're also releasing the newest season of Alice no, in Borderlands live but, action. But that would be good because then it's kind of like riding off of each other. Yeah. And because yeah. it's not... The circumstance of Psalm 100 is that they're both releasing fresh material, brand new material at the same time. Yep. And and technically, again, we have not watched the live action, but it's like they're all starting with the same plot beats and the same point in the manga. I mean, mid-8's on my anime list right now, so... Yeah, it's good. Doing really well. Who knows how the live action is going to go? But also, then let's jump around to how the my anime list score, or even how people put their scores, affected a recent show, namely being dangerous in my heart. Will like or like the whole like oh it gets good later on, so like you're gonna have to drudge through the crap now. But trust me, it's all worth it, and and it can very well be true, judging by the reception, the score, and everything, it is very true. But imagine, like, how is it possible that almost everyone had a certain perception, or if you were to go to my anime list, has a perception, then all of a sudden, once the season is over, or once, you know, like, it reached a certain threshold of episodes, you know, with any other seasonal it jumps massively in score, but then maybe by then, every, a lot of people would have checked out that probably would have continued watching. Yeah. I think it's also just depends on how you go about choosing anime in terms of like what you want to watch, right? Like, right. For, for a while, I was, I've said before on the podcast, I used to just look at the top 100 on my anime list and just go through them, right? So if we just look at what we have right now, right? Number one is still, you know, FMA Brotherhood. Number two, you have Steinsgate. Then you have Bleach, the latest season. Uh, no, the, the, no, the latest no. part. The first latest part. first part, yeah. yeah. Then you have a bunch of Gintama. You have a bunch of Attack on Titan still. You have like some Kaguya-sama. You have Hunter Hunter. Uh, you also have uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, Fruits Basket, the final. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, let's take Legend of the Galactic Hero, which is something that almost I'm certain is going to be a very interesting yeah anybody that uses my anime list knows legend of the galactic heroes because you would not have not looked at the top 50 and not seen legend of the galactic heroes you would know i think everyone who checks out the top you know 100 list will know three things about legend of the galactic hero a is extremely highly ranked obviously due to its uh placement the second thing is that it's like over a hundred episodes, and the third thing is that it, as of right now, it's old as fuck. So, do you do you want to take a stab and see like when it released? You don't have to see the season, but you see the year. Nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, you're so close. Eighty-eight. Winter nineteen eighty-eight. Shit, because I remember it was like, yeah, okay, I remember it was around that time for a certain reason. Okay, anyways, um. But how much of it? I'm I'm actually kind of part of me is scared that it's not necessarily scared per se, but I'm worried that it is cloud. It's too late to watch it. Well, it, it's also and that's the like the that pedigree and the legacy. It's also the fact that this is a 1988 like OVA, right? And you also don't know how many of these people that voted this in the first place had voted for it to be in the top hundred in the last 
five years. So a lot of stuff like like Steinsky has stayed consistent where it is, but I very much doubt that there's a lot of people that are logging their scores right now to manipulate it going up and down outside of like those like the F, like the FMA stuff too yeah. because they want it to be of, like, number one. Do, yeah, exactly. Right outside of the Oceanoco and the Fruits Basket Brigade, just pushing stuff up. Right. Yeah, and that has nothing zero to do with ex- like to do with the anime itself right of course i would kind of give you like a half pass with legend of galactic hero because when a visual looks somewhat dated beyond a certain point oh, very dated dude it's, it's ex- well over 35 years it's extremely more it's way more difficult to kind of appreciate right that's just the way it is but how are you going to tell me that for example, like, all of a sudden, I, I don't know, like, when Violet Evergarden was, like, top 100 on my anime list before the first episode even came out, and it's not like you can access it anywhere because literally it's not even out yet, yet everyone was hyping it to death on my anime list. Like, how is that, like, how, like, why? And, sure. In this case, Violet Evergarden is legit amazing. But the manipulation of the system, and that to me is not like what I'm trying to highlight here, but that can cloud either our our judgment, your judgment, or a lot of people's judgment such that maybe they would still think Violet Evergarden is like an 8 or a 9 out of 10. But due to having this height, pedigree legacy behind it, it 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 was like oh it's just or like how jjk is so successful but chainsaw man apparently is not that much of a financial success in in terms of their expectations yeah okay if you wanted a billion dollars and you earned a hundred million sure yeah it did not meet your expectations but you still got a fuck ton of money you you still got a fuck ton of money right but if your budget is 500 million but if your budget is 50 million it's kind of a big deal yeah right so it's like the number matters but within context but it's really hard to see the context because sometimes there is none or sometimes you won't know i think it's just you know there's there's so many avenues that people can go down in terms of how to choose what anime they watch so it could be their ranking on my anime list it could be their rankings on i so rankings in general Right, it could be the popularity as, as well. It could just be down to the studio. It yeah. could be it could be down to um, whether it fits your tastes, and it could also be down to other smaller but also integral parts like the voice cast, the directors, the team that works behind it. Right? Then just you because, have anti-tubers and yeah. influencers and people like us. What? Yeah, listening to you know our podcast or listening to other podcasts. Don't be- watch ours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because our words are absolute, no cap. Okay. Anyways, um. What? Sorry, that was really lame. Okay, the damn Jason Bussin, yeah. Just... <laughs> Yo, I'm straight up pimping, man. Okay, so for real, for real, yeah, for real, for real. No, for real, for real, or for, for real, real, for real, for real, for real. Damn. Okay. Um, there is just this. It's okay. Let me ask a a, a self answering question. Is it possible to be unbiased? The answer is no. It's impossible. 
in the very in almost every sense of that word. It's it's truly hard to be purely neutral in any circumstance. Unless the only other instance is literally, I sit down and then I just watch anime, uh, and whatever spits out is the, the thing that I the watch. The only instance I can think of is if you are the only person to watch and have any say. Then you could be neutral because you're literally the only person that has talked about. But the the problem is, whatever show you watch, there's probably already like a hundred thousand, if not like a hundred million people already watching this shit. Also, we're human beings and we're social creatures. So, and, then, and therefore, within that crowd, you might just be a silent minority amongst like a loud majority, or. On the inverse, you could also have a loud minority that are like, hey, stop knocking down on our SAO and start pushing this stuff in terms of the mal ratings and all that, you know? Okay, so let's say then, hypothetically, Jason will, if the everything that you said is like external factors, I get it. Yeah, sure. All of this makes sense. It could apply even to live action. But this is like before or during. What about after? And I'm like, very true. Because... When, for example, a lot of people finish a show, they would seek either the opinions of others they know or online. And it is extremely possible that it gets changed. Your score or impression gets changed based on someone else's input or opinion. And sometimes could even be positive because there's like, oh, I didn't realize that this was a metaphor or I didn't notice this thing or you know, I looked at it differently, right? Or it could just be that, you know, something was a classic back then, but it looks like absolute garbage now. I mean, okay, look, this is a live action, but I love me some Ultraman. So I watched the Ultraman Tiga movie back 25 years ago, and I thought it was, like, the greatest thing ever. It was fantastic. It was fucking, like, the animation was super dope. It was the bee's knees. It was straight up bee's knees. And I was, like, 12 years old when I watched that movie. I rewatched the movie again like two months ago and holy shit, I do not remember how awful it actually looked because sometimes whenever you see like the actors actually doing like backwards, you can actually sometimes see like the action, like the, the, like wires. the wires. Yeah. You can actually still see some of them and all that. And like the actual like power beams that shoot out of their arms and all that, it actually is very shoddy and janky. So again, again, like I'm, I'm, I'm using the extreme example of, what I remember as a child and what I'm watching currently as an adult and clearly the two don't connect, right? But the same could apply when you're trying to talk about a masterpiece that was from like the 1980s and 1990s and trying to, I mean, dude, like there are so many goddamn movies like Citizen Kane that are like so reputed like long, long time ago and still to this day. But then I tried watching it when I was like in high school and I thought it was fucking dog shit right so it really just comes down to yeah like you said and uh, is that a right opinion to have and by the way the next question i'll ask is why is it have to be right or wrong yeah that's the other thing too right like why can't it just be your opinion does someone's opinion actually matter and the answer is yes and no, unfortunately. Yeah, because it's all That's just the real gray, answer, right? You can't, yeah. like, just because you like something doesn't mean that someone else is going to like it. And the inverse is true, right? Like, something, like, people love the shit out of Breaking Bad. I 
you know, have not watched it because I'm just lazy. But then there's also people that are like, I absolutely fucking love Game of Thrones. This instance, I fucking hate Game of Thrones. Oh, I fucking love Ozark. Oh, then you will like Breaking Bad. And then when you watch Breaking Bad, it's like, oh, it's like Ozark. And then everyone's like, no, it's the other way around. And yeah. then I'm like, okay. I'm still saying it's good. But yeah, but you're saying one's better than the other. I didn't say that. But when you say you're, re- you're referring this to Ozark, then you you clearly you're like applying right because madoka magica did that is that for me because i kind of have a soft spot for magical girl genre and of course when you ter- talk about like dark and gloomy and like grime of flipping a genre on its head madoka magica is like the pinnacle of that but i watched madoka magica way later than it aired or when the fervor was like around that when all of a sudden everything started to be kind of dark and edgy right so then when i watch madoka magic i'm like is that it like it's not bad at all again right yeah but the feel the fact that a i have to self-justify that oh it's not that bad or oh like you know like when, or when you're watching something and it's like oh wow this is rated like a 9.5 that's hypothetically hypothetically yeah. hypothetically right so that means high I, eight, so that right? means I must enjoy it. So when you're watching it, it actually molds your viewing experience where you're like super high expectations, but when it starts falling short, it feels like the pitfalls are deeper than you you're right. Yeah. You know? So uh when Violet Evergarden was ranked top one hundred before it even aired, it did set expectations, right? Or um the other thing is that it creates self doubt. Like Am I really being objective about it, or am I am I just not good enough to appreciate what I'm watching? You yeah, know, like it, it's it's those inner monologues where it's like, why is it that so many people love Steinscape, but no matter what, even though I watch the second half of it, I still don't like it. That's not me. I love it, but there are going to be people that watch the whole thing and just think, oh, it's just people who do are that are Steinscape keeping. Mm-hmm. Literally, the Steinsky keepers, like, the, oh, you, you, just not smart enough to understand it, or like, you don't, don't fully appreciate the story writing. Yeah, like, when maybe you know? they didn't even know it, but then they had to like Google it or Wiki it or, or you know, whatever, right? To, in or order because people like I've been told it's so good that the viewer themselves tricks themselves into thinking, if like they a, say it's good, it must be good, like a self fulfilling prophecy of sorts, yeah. right? It's a confirmation bias. Like, yeah, 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 I totally love it. But deep down inside, you're like, did I really like it? Well, if I say anything else now, they're just going to call me a liar or they're just going to call me a hater. So I'm just going to go with the crowd. You know, that's an extreme case as well. Not everybody, like, please don't, like, just listen to somebody and take their their words as truth, right? Don't don't do that. Develop your own perspective and stuff. But that, unfortunately, is not always that easy when it comes to watching anime and reading manga because sometimes... The loudest voices end up creeping into your head, and you just have to hear them, even if you don't want to. I think that's why, for me personally, the combination of at least uh, the, like the seasonal anime up, like up to current, like literally right this moment anime, if it is an anime original and if it's week by week, to me is the best in terms of mitigating trolls and being spoiled as well as just being kind of enveloped in the fervor and hype with everyone else that is kind of unobtainable after it's finished airing yeah because 
anime original, unless if like the writer or director leaks the plot details, there's no way for you to know. There's just no way, right? Maybe you could say, oh, it's like inspired by previous works or whatever, so it might be in similar vein. Sure, I guess. But technically, you won't know what happens, especially if there's a twist. And when you're doing week by week, you can speculate all the fuck you want. And there's no way, unless if you got lucky or hit it on the head or interpret it correctly, that of you doing it like maliciously. Yeah. And then you also at the same time have the freedom and kind of it's like when you play any of the Dark Souls games, for example, or Elden Ring in this case, for the very first time and everyone's trying to like help each other to solve like the mystery or how to navigate stuff. It's almost like because everyone is kind of at the same playing field or at the same starting line, even if you spoil like slightly ahead, is this the exchange of information or speculation that actually enhances yeah. the consumption that if it was all set and done, there's no way for you to to have the, those types of journeys because the the first time only happens the first time. Well, I'm just going to surmise it in a way where it's like it's just plain and simple. Human beings are fickle beings, right? It's very easy to be swayed by something, and it's also very easy just to be ignorant and just ignore stuff. Like, okay, One Punch Man is possibly one of the most popular series of all time because of that one season. But then when season two came out and it was absolutely awful in some people's eyes, they just derided it, left it, give up on the fandom. I watched season two and I didn't think it was that bad, but it was because of how much it propelled, like how much season one propelled the popularity of, of One Punch Man to the top that people just got so portrayed, even though it was just a mediocre second yeah, season. And that was like kind of like the inverse of usually you would get, oh, uh, Promised Neverland Season 2, where it's anime original content, even though they're a source. In this case... Now, yeah, I, I think that with One Punch Man, I think the reputation still holds just because of how good Season 1 was and that Season 2 really wasn't that bad. But I think the reputation of Promised Neverland took a massive hit because when you have the creator of the manga and the first season come out and say, yeah, no, I completely approved of everything that happened in Season 2 and it tanked, I think there was a little more hatred towards TPN. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to... I, I was just trying to highlight it's like the other side of that mm -hmm. coin, right? Where in, in my knowledge of it is that the plot details and the plot beats and what happens is, to my knowledge, extreme is still as faithful as to the web manga or the manga for One Punch Man Season 2. Yeah. But the production and I guess in many ways, the quote-unquote love and passion of it was very much a step down from season one. Yeah. So then and, and, the and, disparity... And I think like the, the hatred towards it was twofold. One, in the sense that people just derided the One Punch Man series, and two, people just started lashing out at JC's staff. Exactly, right? Because, oh, they fucked it up. Or imagine when Studio Dean got, what was it? Seven Deadly, Deadly Sins. sins. Uh, oh, my God. And they memed it so to death. So many people on Twitter were just ragging on it. I mean, rightfully so. Some of that footage looked horrendous, right? Yeah. But, and we have our biases towards Studio Dean. But at the same time, like, fucking, like, what the fuck? Or, like, oh, MAPPA now has Attack on Titan? Like, what the fuck? What about with Studio? With Studio Betrayed, I'm going to review bomb all their shit. Or MAPPA will never do a good job. So no matter what they do, I'm going to review bomb this well, anyways. We were also a bit 
turn Cody as well. But for the longest time, you would just shit on Studio Piero, and then all of a sudden they drop Akudama Drive. You're like, oh, dude, I love Piero now. But it's like just two minutes ago you were fucking hating on it. You know, like don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of things that Piero did wrong, right? And those are things that we'll never forget. But it just shows that it's very easy to just sway people with just one good thing or one bad thing, right? Like you get enough people to overhype something and all of a sudden now it's like, I don't give a shit about Chainsaw Man, but I love Fujimoto, but because people wouldn't shut the fuck up about Chainsaw Man, that's why I'm not interested in it. Or maybe not enough people are talking about something and I want to be the loudest voice and I want to start telling people, no, it's true. You have to watch Boku no Pico or whatever. Don't watch Pokemon Pico, but no, they're, 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 they're like like as an extreme example, right? There are cases where it's just you just try and see who's going to navigate your light in this darkness, right? There's going to be points when like, you just find like a show that is absolutely like amazing, but because of how many people on the outside are just overhyping it and like just giving you like high expectations, that it just derides your experience. Like, once you hit rock bottom for something, like, at least you know the direction of up, right? So then, like, when you start watching something and it's shit, or because you watch something that's really, really good, but because people won't start talking about it, and you just really, like, ruin your experience of it, I think you you basically, like, have to remove yourself from whether or not, like, a pedigree, whether or not the acclaim of a series holds up to this day, and more think about what people actually care about when they talk about anime and manga, what people actually seek, what people want to share. And that's something that's always going to constantly evolve because, you know, that's, that's the thing, right? Like the thing that never changes is that people change. I feel bad, Will, that you are kind of uh, uh, transitioning to your final thoughts because I was going to talk about one other thing. And I'm just going to say what it is first without going into it, and we will see if we should continue this discussion or not. If not, I will then kind of try to summarize what we have been discussing. The thing is about how a creator can tarnish an IP. Uh, um, do you have another hour? <laughs> I have another hour, but whether or not we want to do it for this BP is a different story. We may need to save that for another time because that in itself is... Oof, that's a whole nother nutshell, dude. <laughs> okay, good. Then, I, mean, I didn't even I didn't even finish what I wanted to talk about with Promise Neverland, right? So, okay, that that is fair. Okay, know? we we will we will we will kind of use that as like another BP of sorts or a topic somewhere down the line. There's a whole lot to unravel. With there that is one so too. much at least to unravel for sure because even how I feel that the song Unravel is one of the dumbest, stupidest songs ever created on this planet. I am also apparently emphatically wrong about it. So, look, it is what it is. I think so, like 400 million people would like to have a word with you. Hey, and 400 million people, I can tell them to go fuck themselves. I was like, suck my dick. I, I was about to say, I just said go fuck themselves. But look. Lick my sack. <laughs> no, because then they'll have to get near me. Oh, damn. Okay. I really don't like the song Unravel, but. Actually, if you like it, like it's all good. It really is. All of this discussion around this topic of being influenced or affected by... Ex- Sorry, not 400 million, 268 million. 
Well, if you, it's close, right? I mean, sure, tomato, tomato, right? It's closer than zero, yeah. Closer than zero, right? Sure, it's all about expectations, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk about this. Oh, now you're going to say it at the end. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, so no. What is, what, what is the, the whole shebang of racking your brain about the whole weighing of pedigree and people's voices of anime and manga? Like, what, what is it that's. That's that's irking you. Well, I wasn't going to all of a sudden go into a tangent. Like, like you have the floor. <laughs> okay, but when I was taking the shower, one of the things that came across my mind about this topic, you know, during that shower, it wasn't a long shower, was, by the was way, was how much you hate it unravel. No, is what can I do about it? That is that is kind of like the next step up. Like, okay, there are all these factors. We discussed it. There are so many multifaceted like things that even some of them we can't even prevent. The next question that you or I asked myself is, what can you do about it? Unfortunately, my answer, let me give you just my answer, which is you can't do much about it, but that is okay. I'll... I'll raise you on that, and the question I do want to pose is, pose is, does it matter? Exactly. You know, like, in the end, right, like, how you go about choosing your anime or what you like or what you dislike should be irrespective of what other people's voices are in the fucking forums on my anime list or anime news network or what or, or Reddit or yeah. whatever it may be. And if you want to be affected, then go pursue it. Yeah, it's your own prerogative. It's your own way of pursuing something. Let that be the way that you guide yourself on your anime journey. If you don't want to be spoiled, just like a lot of people do nowadays, try your best to avoid it. If yeah, you cannot, maybe a blackout if you can. Yeah, if you cannot anticipate or avoid trolls for whatever reason, then it's unfortunate that it would happen to you. I don't wish that upon a lot of people or anyone for that matter, but that can happen. And on the other side as well, if you just want to go for the popular trends, go for it. There's a lot of good anime at the top of the pinnacle of my anime list's ranking list. People will judge you. I might judge you. Will might judge you. But at the end of the day, fuck us. Fuck them. But you told fuck me, everyone. You told me that your favorite anime series are Attack on Titan, Gintama, March Comes in Like a Lion, Demon Slayer. Yeah, that's vanilla as fuck, but also... They're also really good. They're also really good, right? Like, I don't know. Like, who are we to say other than us being the emphatic voice of reason and logic and appreciation and of good taste and palate, right? Yeah. The only thing that I would say is consistent for you and me is Black Clover sucks. Don't watch Black Clover. But you don't have to listen to that. What you do need to listen to are the show notes for today's episode. I'm trying to think, like, what is kind of a universal truth that I can think of? That nobody should watch Boku no Pico? Or the trilogy of series it actually released? There's a trilogy? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Shut the... Okay. No, 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 no. I think if there is a universal truth, it's Rule 34. Is it 34? Oh, that... Anything that can exist will exist. Yeah, and there's and, a oh, porn oh, version oh, yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's almost emphatically true. Almost about anything, really. Well, 
while Will decides to corrupt and ruin my life. Boku no Pico, Pico and Chico, Pico and Coco and Chico. This is a bit, right? Like you're being racist or something, right? Like that, that literally, uh, no, don't show it to me or whatever. Not, I I, I've, I've closed the page. We are no longer talking about Boku no Pico that, today. That's a joke, right? That's like a bit, right? No, there's three whole series and a special. Why is any, why isn't that not called like Ginkgo, for example? Ginkgo is both Japanese and almost like a pun on words. I think we, we've talked enough about Boku no Pico for today. I did not want for Boku no Pico to deride our discussion, but here we are. You can always... You can always pretend that the last several minutes of conversation on this audio podcast did not exist like how I wish I could, but those are external factors outside of my control. But what you can control is if you could reach us, there are several ways, one of which is... Our email, gapallette at gmail.com, G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E, all lowercase, all one word, using the handle at Palette Good, capital P and capital G, all one word, or through our GAP Discord, invite link in the show description. Uh, our intro music is our, what is our intro music anyways? Oh, our intro music is Maybe We'll Meet Again by Bagel. Our outro music is Like the Ocean by The Big Letdown. Uh, you can support the music artists that we feature by listening to them on Spotify, Apple Music, or various other music listening platforms. And our royalty-free music is provided by Epidemic Sound. If you're interested, you can use the referral link that is in our show description. But be aware that terms and conditions apply. We we gotta like talk about something for like five minutes. That can't be like the last thing I get into before show notes or before like this episode ends. Boku no Pico, no Academia. Fuck you. Fucking piece of shit.